you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. On first down, here is a toss, right up the gut, Wilson, goodbye, touchdown 49ers. Third down and three, quick throw, what a catch, Samuel stays upright. Terrific catch and run, one-on-one with Ramsey, can't bring him down, Samuel, highlight reel, touchdown. This one is juggle pick, there goes Hafunga. Hafunga, touchdown San Francisco, pick six. Talanoa Hufanga wrapping up the scoring for the 49ers on an ugly night for the Rams, 24 to 9, uh, but a glorious night in the Bay Area in terms of weather, in terms of uniform, in terms of smash mouth NFC West football. And that's kind of what this division is about, JB Long. Now, I am joined, uh, uh, as you just heard, from the radio voice, the play-by-play man, one of the most talented guys in the business, J.B. Long of the Rams. And I'm going to put you in an awkward spot here, J.B. You just announced the game uh, on the radio here in Los Angeles. I'm going to make you talk nicely about the 49ers for like 15 minutes. Is that okay? Oh, Greg, I was so looking forward to this conversation. I had a goal in the back of my mind to go deeper into the night than your Geno Smith opening Seahawks podcast on the Monday Night Recap show. <laughs> And I just don't know that I have it in me, but it does lift my spirits to uh, to see you and to hear from you. And while I may be down in the dumps, I'm sure that uh, you coming back from across the pond are feeling even more threadbare than I. So I oh, I yeah, a little bit. We uh, we got delayed. So to to be perfectly honest, we landed uh, sometime in the first quarter, and so I was racing, uh, watching it on my phone, and then racing to get back to the. To in position here to to catch up to the game and and I and it went quickly. Lead, I missed the highlight. I did I did see the fourteen play drive. Eventually I caught up. You know that's the beauty of Game Pass. You can try to cram through it. But man, there wasn't a lot of highlights like this Rams team right now. We'll, we'll get to the, them in a second. But they were a little overwhelmed by what's to me one of the best fronts 
uh, in the NFL with the 49ers. Do you think the Rams were taken aback a little bit by all the blitzes when, when maybe the 49ers didn't even need to blitz to get all those sacks? Well, Greg, let me start with this. You won't get any sympathy from San Francisco. They were without Trent Williams and lost other pieces of their offensive line along the way. But I will point out that the Rams were playing with Bobby Evans at left guard in place of De- David Edwards. They started Coleman Shelton. He left with an injury, and so you had undrafted Jeremiah Colone at center and then Alaric Jackson at right guard. So I would venture a guess that those three individuals have never stood side-by-side at practice with Matthew Stafford behind them, much less against this ferocious pass rush of the San Francisco 49ers. It was very much a worst-case scenario, and perhaps no surprise, it turned into the second seven-sack night of the season for the Rams. The first was against the Bills, this one against the Niners. Same result, their loss. Right. Two two games where they've kind of been overwhelmed offensively. Seven sacks, quarterback, 11 quarterback hits, nine tackles for loss. You heard the pick six, uh, which really ended it. There was still a game at that point, uh, amazingly. Uh, these two teams, like the, the offenses aren't there right now. It feels like it's sort of like a trend in the NFL that the offense is behind the defense uh, in a lot of places. But especially these two teams seem like they're just trying to like piece it together. What can they get to do offensively? Like, why, why do you think everything is so hard right now for, for LA? I don't know if you can hear that plane overhead, Greg, but it might be mine. So no. I'm leave it there and, and leave you hanging only four minutes into the Monday night football recap. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that will clear. And <laughs> you, you got me. My voice will hopefully return. Yeah. Right now it does look like the Rams are a bit weapon deficient. When you look at the targets, 19 to Cooper cup, 14 to Tyler Higby, wide, wide gap. And it's still Ben Skoranek ahead of Allen Robinson uh, next in terms of catches and yards. And, you know, we're now a month in, four games in, and that's becoming a predicament without much of an explanation. He and, and Matthew Stafford just aren't on the same page, which, as you know, having been at training camp this summer, is just very difficult to fathom given how hot a commodity they were at UC Irvine uh, just a few short weeks ago. So, Yes, there are, there's a lot of issues. There are a lot of deficiencies. But I think you also have to give D'Amico Ryans and the 49ers a ton of credit. Like they came in one of, if not the best defenses in the National Football League. They came in, you know, allowing fewer than four yards per play. But I think there were some doubters saying, OK, you played the Chicago Bears in a monsoon. You played the Seattle Seahawks with Greg's boy, Gino. And you played the Broncos, who are disjointed as well right now offensively. Let's see it against McVay and Stafford and the Rams. I mean, don't start, JB. I mean, shutting out Gino, which is what they did. They didn't give up any offensive points. That might be the most impressive thing you can do. They're the number one offense in EPA. If you shut down Gino, I mean, no wonder the Rams can't do anything. Yeah, Sorry. And, and, and the Rams only got three and a half uh, per play tonight. And I think this, the statistic I saw from Monday Night Football was it was the first time the Rams did not have a single explosive play of at least 20 yards going back to 2007. Um, so right now they they are without answers and they are running out of places to turn in search of those answers. But redemption is only a week away in the league and they got the Cowboys next. Right. It, it's 20. They're still just two and two, but they play one of the best defenses in the league next. We'll talk about that during the week. I, I'm curious as like a, a Rams follower and maybe what the Rams what's inside the building there when Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, ends up taking over this job again. I, w- I wonder what the reaction is. Cause my reaction watching this is this, if nothing else, this offense is 
they have answers. They have Debo Samuel still. Uh, they have Brandon Ayuk, and, and they at least know who Jimmy Gar- Garoppolo is, and it just doesn't seem like it's it's the worst thing for them right now to have him back under center. I think you've got the pulse. Like, are they a complete offensive team right now? No. But identity-wise, they know what their playbook look like. It looks like and what they have to do given their current circumstances. And that includes being without Trent Williams. That includes being without Trey Lance. Like Debo Samuel goes for 57 yards and Garoppolo's stats look pretty good. But I think more than 70% of Garoppolo's yards came after the catch tonight. You know, he can drag his time to throw down into the low twos. He can spread it around to Kittle and to Ayuk and to Samuel, and they can make plays through tackles after the catch. Right now, aside from Cooper Cup, I'm not sure the Rams have enough of those players to similar, similarly survive and play a defensive-oriented game. Right, like that they're working so hard. Like Cup beating double teams is half the offense, and he does it week after week, which is completely amazing to me. Like that third down that Stafford hit the Cup last week, uh, I thought changed the game and was just a miraculous play. But they're, they're needing miraculous plays sometimes uh, to move the ball, whereas... Jimmy Garoppolo, on the other hand, like that play was a perfect example of who the 49ers are. I, I think Garoppolo threw it high. I don't know if that was on purpose. Uh, Darian Kendrick might have picked that ball off if not for a high pass by Garoppolo. But then it's a bad tackle by Taylor Rapp. And then Debo gets in the open field. And Jalen Ramsey's had a great season so far. Uh, but trying to tackle Debo Samuel in the open field, that to me was a difference today was like, the playmakers of the 49ers had a chance to come out and kind of be themselves. Jeff Wilson got a chance to just run up the middle. Debo Samuel had his two uh, big gains, especially that one where he runs over Jalen Ramsey. And Nick Bosa, I went into the game thinking it's either a Nick Bosa game or an Aaron Donald game, and it was absolutely a Nick Bosa game. And, oh, by the way, it was a Samson Ebicom game. He's kind of been great for them, too, the old Ram. Former Ram, I have to ask you, Greg, how you knew, because I was on my weekly Thursday run and I'm listening to the preview show and I just had this bad feeling when Rosenthal's going against his home Rams and and your other two co-hosts are picking Los Angeles. I couldn't believe it when when Dan and Mark are on the Rams bandwagon. I'm uneasy. I always I almost always pick the Rams uh, because my daughter's a fan well, I don't need to tell you about the regular, you know, the matchup that this has been difficult. Uh, obviously, they 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 won in the NFC Championship game, but this, I keep in mind, it's a really long season. But this seems like a part of the season that the Rams are really going to have to try to manage and get through and find solutions as they go. Whereas I I feel like San Francisco is not as far away, even though they're they're one and two because I think on paper they have a top two or three defense, and that's a that's like a great a great place to start. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it was almost a tease to see Odell Beckham Jr. tweet about this rivalry before the game and let everyone know whose side of it he's on. Um, it, it's almost like either he has to walk through that door or the Rams have to come to grips with the fact that he's not walking through that door and move well, what, do you, what do you think? You're the insider. I mean, I heard uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck throw out like a week where he would be ready and potentially on the Rams. And I'm like, okay, are they just... 
Do they know this already? They said week 10, by the way. I don't know if you heard that, but that, that's what No, I was, uh, I was listening to myself talk instead of and Troy and no, Joe. No, I know. I, know. Which, I didn't know if you had heard week 10 in your, in your dealings. You, know, you, do own a, you do have a Super Bowl ring. That comes with inf- prized information. Yeah, well, you, are, you guys are the top 10 global NFL insiders, so I'll take my cue <laughs> from you in terms of uh, the inside scoop. <laughs> um, but look, you're right. I mean, two and two, the entire division is flat. But it felt like I was watching a rerun of my least favorite movie for like the third or fourth year in a row. Like mm. Jimmy Garoppolo on third and long, you know, not in a savior season type of situation, but trying to dig out of a losing record and get out of an offensive malaise. And whether it's third and five, third and 11, third and 13, that's where he's at his most comfortable. And it's where the 49ers are at their most dynamic. And they won this one convincingly. They looked very much the part of a contender in an open NFC. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have their ups and downs, too. Uh, Hufanga, by the way, uh, is really turning into a story. And at first I thought I was just being lazy comparing him to Troy Palomalo. Uh, But that play tonight was a Troy Palomalo play. And then I learned, oh, no, wait, actually, he trains under Troy Palomalo and, and it's like it's mentored by him every offseason. It makes total sense. Uh, Dan Dan pointed him out as early as possible in this season and, and even in the preseason that he was great. And I think he, he is really changing their team. Before I let you go, I know you need to go. Uh, you do a quick little interview with Sean McVay right after uh, he speaks to the team. Yeah. What was... Um, kind of his frustration level, where, where do you think he's at right now? Because I've actually been impressed with the way he's found answers the last couple of weeks. Sure. Getting so creative offensively, but I, I got to imagine tonight was a tough one. Yeah, I've said pregame that I think Sean McVay has often been at his best when he's kind of been painted into a corner and has some options taken away from him and has to fight his way out. Like I think moving Skoranek to fullback is one of those most recent examples, um, but this was not his offense's finest performance. And clearly disappointed and frustrated and sick of the same old refrain here at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. He pointed to a few things, um, blitz pickup being one of them, right? Like the inexperience of the candidates in front of Matthew Stafford to buy him one more block to let a throw go. Clearly tackling was an issue on the other side of the football, even though I think you would say that holding the 49ers to 24, including a defensive touchdown, should be plenty to win on most nights in the National Football League. Yeah, great um, goal line stand. I mean, they didn't get any sacks, but they they ultimately did a good job against the running game. Yep, and then ultimately kind of pointing the finger back at himself, uh, ultimately saying that he needs to provide, and his coaching staff has to provide better clarity to the players, apparently, because the execution tonight was sorely lacking. It's got a little bit. Of, it, it is different, though, than last year's dip and some of the dips they've had over the years. It. It, it hasn't been, a, I think, a prolonged uh, sort of set of injuries like they've had. They've they've just generally been a healthy team. Uh, and then I and and this like long of a funk where you're not getting any big plays is a little different. It it's it maybe that that really down Jared Goff year is is probably at, at points the closest thing, but it is a little different. So I also it, think where where it falls on the calendar, Greg. Right, like yeah. we're used to Sean McVay's team and often storming out of the gates with whatever iteration they are bringing to the new year, getting off to a positive start, playing from in front, playing from like a three and one or better type position. And then, you know, the fastest evolving species on earth, defensive coordinators come up with something or they get a mismatch that knocks them off course. And their year is determined by what counter adjustments they can make and whether or not they're healthy and talented enough to make a postseason run. 
as recently as last year, it was a resounding yes after a winless November game, an undefeated December. But now it's kind of on the front end of the schedule. And, and I guess the good news is there's time for a course correction. There's time for additional pieces to be found internally and externally. Um, but I, I think tonight was was pivotal in this way. One, you had a chance to get clearance on the division and head-to-head -head road wins over Arizona and San Francisco, who figure to be your top two competitors in back-to-back -back weeks. Instead, everyone's back to a level playing field, and you put yourself in a position now where it looks like you're going to have to scratch and claw every single week to oh, yeah. the division or get in as a wild card, and it's way too early for any of those conversations, but it doesn't look like anyone is falling off the pace in the West. Or no, this, is, this is a scratch and claw type of season for the Rams. That's the thing about the NFL. Uh, you can be as high as it, as it can, and you can have all sorts of new challenges, no matter how good a coach you are like Sean McVay, and, and I think he can coach his way out of it. And It's not just OBJ who could come back. It could be Van Jefferson. Uh, they do potentially have some answers in getting healthier on the offensive line. Like All those things will help. Before I let you go, I know you got to. You're literally going to the plane. You were uh, Chris Wesseling and Lakeisha's uh, Wesseling's neighbor mm. uh, for a few years. Just, just give me. And this is. I hope this isn't too tough off the top of your head. Just give me uh, a Wes and Keisha neighborhood memory mm. from over the years, or just or what it, what it was like to be the neighbor. We, we you know, this was too much darkness uh, in in this Rams recap. Let's have some yeah. Fun. Well, first of all, I'm thankful that through them I met you, and I'll never forget the day um, as a fan of your show that kind of moving into our home and, and for the first time seeing two people walking down the street who may have matched the profile but were too far away to really get facial recognition on. But I did see like an NFL media string bag on the back of Chris walking to our neighborhood grocery mm. store. And so I just took a shot in the dark and yelled, Chris, Lakeisha. And so sure enough, they turned around. and <laughs> Oh, that's and, amazing. That's how you first said hi. I was able to to call on them uh, as friends and neighbors, and we we dearly miss them in the neighborhood, and we we miss them in our lives in lots of different ways. Um, but I, I think obviously the greatest part for me was getting to be there for Link's arrival, um, and to live through his first few weeks and months and years, and uh, having Lakeisha's wonderful mother Rhoda uh, become a part of our family and become a grandmother to our two boys as well. Um, if we wanted to go down this pathway, we could double up the Geno Smith episode in length because <laughs> uh, these are the stories that put me in a much, much better mood and, and leave me with fonder uh, feelings on a disappointing Monday night. Yeah, yeah, me too. Although I love that image of him just walking down the street. I mean, uh, we don't get many celebrity sightings, JB. Certainly not in uh, L.A. You know, if we're at an NFL game in London, that's yeah. not a celebrity sighting, but we will get people calling our name. But to have uh, JB call it well, his I had name, heard enough about cool. the, uh, what do you call it, the, the Paramore or whatever you guys used to say. Paramore, and kind of, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> to kind of know enough to put two and two together and the fact that she was a Rams fan, you know, she was kind of in our orbit as the Rams came back to Los Angeles. And so... Uh, to say that, that to say that the stars aligned would be the understatement of my lifetime. Uh, to think that, you know, what I think of as the uh, Lakeisha and Chris Super Bowl coming to SoFi Stadium. Um, There'll never be a clearer sign, I don't think, in my lifetime. No, I'm with you. That'll ne there'll never be uh, anything like that. And uh, yeah, this is more of a down night for the Rams. But I, I have a feeling we're gonna have you back, JB. I mean, we're going to either way, but we're gonna have you back at a higher point in the Rams season. I just, I just have a feeling, and it might take a while. We might be talking about the four and five Rams struggling to get through it. But I think at some point that they'll be figuring things out. 
and uh, they'll be much better offensively. I'm not worried about the defense. I am worried about you getting your plane. So go. I'm going to say bye to you. I'm going to finish up with a couple little thoughts on the 49ers, uh, and then I'm going to try to sleep off this jet lag. Go go get well, that plane. I hope the Tuesday show is a banger and that it knocks this one off the top of the plate <laughs> sooner rather than later, even though I was all prepared with some lines about my initials not diluting the number of Gs in our shared character count and <laughs> much like That's the good. Rams offensively they're all going to fall flat. I mean, you do have one G. You're like 20 you're 25% G. Doesn't yeah. doesn't really get it done you're, in the same way. You're you're an OG and uh I'm a new G. <laughs> all right, JB, I'll see you. Good night. All right, off goes JB Long into uh the California night. I mean, they what they, they he gets that quick plane. He's on the private plane. I mean, we, we've gotten a little spoiled on the plane. Uh, Justin Graver, uh, can you jump in for me uh, here? Not as spoiled, um, but you did get a visit from Mark uh, <laughs> in coach class on the ride home today, right? That was nice. He walked back just to check on us to ask if he could bring us a, a drink that was free up where you guys were sitting. And we said, I don't think you're allowed to do that. And he said, no, they don't even want me to walk back here. And we said, OK, go back to your seat. But thanks for saying hi. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what's well, the thought that counts? Even if you know the thought can uh, deliver anything. My thought was, um, I'm not leaving my seat. Yeah, I'm just no, that's uh, fine. I'm just gonna sit next to uh, the quasi celebrities. Maybe Dan and Mark will talk. Dan, Dan, I know we'll talk about one of them, so I'll, I'll leave it as a tease. Uh, but also, you know, a cast member of Scrubs. Ooh, also up there. That was an addition. Uh, to wow. one I, I think he'll get into. Um, Really was a great night for the 49ers. Just very quickly, because I, I think we were so Rams-focused there. I, I think they're dangerous. I know people are just going to point out, like, the shortcomings of Jimmy G, but, like, every one of these NFC teams has shortcomings. And it, I, if you hadn't noticed, like, this is a, not an offensive league right now, and it is not a good NFC West, I don't think, either. The 49ers could go ahead and lose six games and, and potentially win this division. Uh, they can figure things out and they always figure out their running game. And so the fact that the running game is not there now and that their offensive line is kind of just getting it going together. They're without Trent Williams. They're starting three new guys. Like I have a feeling their offensive line and their running game is going to be a lot better by November. Jimmy Garoppolo will be good enough. You have a great starting wideout crew. Uh, and I think you have a top two or three defense. To me, they are the NFC West favorites. I, I thought they'd win this game. Uh, I think the Rams will be heard from, uh, but I, I think the 49ers, to me, are one of those three teams in the NFC that I just think will will be there at the end with some home games in the playoffs, but it's very early. I Teams are just building. I just think they've got enough where they're going to be able to keep building and building. Hufanga. Watch out for Hufanga. He's great. Garoppolo has taken this team to NFC championships and a Super Bowl. So if he's your shortcoming, like you can have even, even, shortcomings. <laughs> even tonight, I get it. But last year, he stunk at the end of that last yeah. year. All I was thinking watching the 49ers last year was like, if Mac Jones was quarterbacking <laughs> this team, I think they'd be, they'd be in the Super Bowl. I mean, they were getting the worst five weeks of Jimmy Garoppolo. Granted, he was playing with a terrible shoulder. But like tonight was a perfect example. Like... <laughs> he he's playing pretty well, keeping short passes, and then there was that one drive where he just 
totally misfires two wide open receivers, including <laughs> one that would have been a big play, and you're just like, oh yeah, that's the Jimmy Garoppolo. That's screen. a classic Jimmy G thing. To but do. Kyle Shanahan trusts him, and he d- dials up the the plays. And I just think he has a lot less to overcome right now than McVay, where everything is hard. And I think they're going to be scratching and clawing. I do not like that Cowboys matchup. But we can talk about that during the week. Uh, we can get into uh, the rest of. Uh, our week five look ahead, some news. We're going to look back at our predictions uh, that we made, some predictions we made in the offseason uh, on our Tuesday show. I won't be part of it, actually, Justin. So uh, oh. I'm taking that one off. And uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, jump in for a quick cameo on that segment because I nailed mine. Nice. Um, but too, in the, the studio, I think it's going to be Colleen, Dan, and Mark. Uh, until then, we need to get some sleep. I feel bad making you edit one more thing fresh off the plane. Uh, but after that, we can uh, sleep off that jet lag graver. And then uh, on we go. The wheel doesn't stop turning. Never. First full season as the producer graver. This <laughs> it's is it. been fun. This, this is a challenging week coming back from London. Um, until tomorrow, uh, for Graver, for JB Long, I'm heading out. Go ahead and eat You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.